you are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny, we'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes, and we'll pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. In our last episode, we spoke about setting the stage, the 1C conference, and implementing the final solution. I am your host, Steve Matthews. Join us as we expand on our story and talk about the Holocaust, impact on World War II and its aftermath, and the legacy of the 1C conference. Chapter 4 The Holocaust The true nature of the Holocaust, the unimaginable reality born from the discussions at the 1C conference, was a systematic, state sponsored genocide that tore at the very fabric of civilization. At Auschwitz, Commandant Rudolf Haas oversaw an industrial-scale killing machine, where thousands of innocent lives were extinguished daily. The gas chambers and crematoria, designed with terrifying efficiency, belched smoke and ashes of human lives into the sky. Life in the camp was marked by constant fear, brutal labor, and rampant disease. In Warsaw, the largest Jewish ghetto, a vibrant community was reduced to a desperate struggle for survival. Hunger, overcrowding, and disease became a part of everyday life. Yet, amidst the suffering, the community managed to maintain some semblance of cultural life, with secret schools and libraries, theater performances, and religious ceremonies, a testament to the human spirit's resilience. In countless homes across Europe, Jewish families were torn apart. Parents were taken away from their children, husbands from wives. People were forced to leave behind their lives, professions, homes, cherished belongings, all symbols of their individuality. The Holocaust was not only a mass murder but also a systematic dehumanization of a people. Yet, amid this unspeakable horror, there were moments of extraordinary courage and humanity. Figures like Jan Karski, a Polish resistance fighter, risked his life to carry the news of the Holocaust to the Allied nations hoping to spur them into action. Diplomats like Sweden's Raoul Wallenberg and Japan's Chunsujihara, in defiance of their government's orders, issued thousands of visas to save Jewish lives. The unimaginable reality that followed the 1C conference was a human catastrophe that unveiled the darkest aspects of human nature. It was a grim chapter that highlighted the dangers of bigotry and hatred when armed with power and technology but it also shone a light on the potential for courage, defiance, and compassion even in humanity's darkest hour. It's a story that should continue to be told, a stark reminder of the horrors we must strive to prevent. Extermination camps were the chilling climax of the final solution agreed upon at the 1C conference. Designed with ruthless efficiency, they stand as a haunting testament to the destructive capabilities of human intent and technology when used for evil. Auschwitz-Birkenau, overseen by the callous Commandant Rudolf Haas, 
has become the enduring symbol of these camps. Upon arrival, prisoners were selected the young, the old, the weak, the ill, were sent directly to the gas chambers. Others were sent to labor under brutal conditions, a slow death from exhaustion, malnutrition, and disease. Treblinka, another extermination camp, was under the command of Franz Stangl. The camp was designed like a factory production line, with a single purpose to kill as many people as quickly as possible. Victims were transported from the train station straight to the gas chambers in a matter of hours. Sobibor, under the supervision of Franz Reichleitner, was another cog in the killing machine. Despite its relatively small size, the camp accounted for the death of approximately 250,000 people. Here, prisoners staged a daring uprising, leading to the largest mass escape from an extermination camp during the Holocaust. Beneath the horrifying efficiency of the extermination camps was a grotesque network of profiteering and theft. Belongings were confiscated and sorted into Canada warehouses, named so due to the perceived wealth of the North American country. Clothes, jewelry, even hair, were repurposed or sold, a chilling illustration of the degradation and dehumanization of victims. Amid the grim reality of these death factories, there were small acts of resistance and moments of human spirit. Secretly, some prisoners would document the atrocities or create art, leaving behind a record of their experiences. Despite the omnipresent shadow of death, these individuals affirmed their humanity, their identity, and their resilience. The extermination camps were a horrifying manifestation of the policies set in motion by the Wansi Conference. They are a stark reminder of the depth to which humanity can sink when consumed by hatred, and a testament to the resilience of the human spirit even under the most unimaginable conditions. As the news of the Holocaust began to seep beyond the Iron Curtain of Nazi-occupied Europe, the world was confronted with a horrifying reality. The reactions were a mix of disbelief, denial, indifference, and, in some instances, decisive action. In Britain and the United States, initial reports of the mass killings were met with skepticism. Some considered them wartime propaganda or grossly exaggerated. Others acknowledged the reality but prioritized the war effort over a specific focus on the plight of Jews. Polish courier Jan Karski was among the first to bring first-hand accounts of the extermination camps to the Allies. He met with key figures like British Foreign Secretary Anthony Eden and U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Despite his passionate pleas, the response was largely one of incredulity or political expediency. Winston Churchill, upon fully grasping the scale of the horror, famously declared the Holocaust to be a crime without a name. Yet, even he was unable to spur a robust rescue effort, as the Allies were committed to winning the war as the best means to end the genocide. The Jewish diaspora reacted with a mix of disbelief, horror, and a profound sense of helplessness. News of the Holocaust galvanized some into action, leading to the formation of groups like the War Refugee Board in the U.S., which helped save tens of thousands of Jews in the final years of the war. In neutral countries like Switzerland and Sweden, reactions varied. While some officials turned a blind eye, others, like diplomat Karl Lutz in Budapest, took brave steps to rescue Jews. 
the Vatican, under Pope Pius XII, faced criticism for its perceived silence. While the Pope did not publicly condemn the Holocaust, there were instances of behind-the-scenes efforts by the Vatican to aid Jews. The world's reaction to the Holocaust was a complex interplay of disbelief, indifference, denial, and action. It raised difficult questions about moral responsibility and the capacity for human cruelty. The international community's response, or lack thereof, remains a topic of introspection and serves as a stark reminder of the need for vigilance against hatred and intolerance. Chapter 5 Impact on World War II and Its Aftermath War and Genocide, Two of Humanity's Darkest Manifestations, became intertwined in a horrifying dance during the Second World War. The global conflict offered a smokescreen for the Nazis to implement the final solution, the genocide of European Jews. On the Eastern Front, the war was marked by extraordinary brutality. Notorious figures like Heinrich Himmler, the Reichsfuhrer SS, viewed the war against the Soviet Union not just as a territorial battle, but a racial one. This ideological war paved the way for genocide, with the Einsatzgruppen, mobile killing squads, shooting Jewish civilians en masse behind the front lines. In the West, the war served as a logistical enabler for the Holocaust. The Nazis leveraged the extensive railway network to transport Jews across Europe to extermination camps. The chaos and displacement caused by the war helped obscure the scale of the mass murder. Within the concentration camps, war and genocide existed side by side. Camps like Auschwitz were both labor camps, supporting the German war effort, and extermination camps, enacting the genocide. Individuals like Oskar Schindler exploited this duality, saving lives under the guise of essential war production. Amid the horror, were also open opportunities for resistance. Partisan groups in Eastern Europe, such as the Bielski Partisans, provided refuge in a platform for armed resistance for thousands of Jews. In Warsaw, the Jewish fighting organization staged an uprising against the Nazis, symbolizing Jewish resistance. Finally, the war facilitated the ending of the genocide. The advance of the Allies from both the East and the West put increasing pressure on the Nazi regime. Figures like Dwight D. Eisenhower, the supreme commander of the Allied forces, upon discovering the concentration camps, ordered extensive documentation to counter future denial. War and genocide, two monstrous events, were inseparable during the Holocaust. The story of their intersection is a story of horror and heroism, revealing humanity's capacity for cruelty and courage. It serves as a powerful reminder of the costs of intolerance and the perils of unchecked power. In the final days of the war and its immediate aftermath, the world began to grasp the full scale of the Nazi atrocities. The task of uncovering the truth was arduous, both physically and emotionally, requiring courage, perseverance, and an unwavering commitment to justice. The liberation of the concentration camps by the Allies unveiled the gruesome evidence of the genocide. Figures like General Dwight D. Eisenhower, upon visiting the newly liberated Ordruf camp, insisted on documenting the horrors, recognizing the potential for future denial. In the aftermath, survivors, often called the living dead, bore witness to the atrocities. 
Individuals like Elie Wiesel and Primo Levi used their literary talents to recount their experiences, their haunting memoirs becoming enduring reminders of the Holocaust. The Nuremberg trials played a pivotal role in uncovering the truth. Key architects of the Holocaust, including figures like Hermann Göring, were prosecuted. The trials set a precedent for prosecuting crimes against humanity and unveiled a wealth of information about the Nazi regime's inner workings. The uncovering of the 1C Conference minutes in 1947, two years after the war's end, revealed the cold, bureaucratic planning behind the genocide. The discovery, made by American prosecutor Robert Kempner, confirmed the systematic nature of the Holocaust, countering claims that it was merely a result of wartime chaos. Historians and researchers have since dedicated their careers to uncovering the truth. Institutions like Yad Vashem in Israel and the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum have amassed vast archives of testimonies, documents, and artifacts, ensuring that the lessons of the Holocaust continue to resonate. The process of uncovering the truth of the Holocaust was a colossal endeavor that extended well beyond the end of the war. It was a necessary undertaking to honor the memory of the victims, hold perpetrators accountable, and educate future generations. The sobering reality it revealed serves as a stark reminder of the depths of human cruelty and the enduring necessity for vigilance against hate and intolerance. In the aftermath of World War II and the Holocaust, the world grappled with the task of seeking justice for an unprecedented crime against humanity. This immense undertaking was epitomized in the Nuremberg Trials, a series of military tribunals held between 1945 and 1949. The Nuremberg trials were marked by the prosecution of key architects of the Holocaust. High-ranking Nazi officials like Hermann Göring, the second most powerful man in Germany during the Third Reich, found themselves in the dock. The sight of these figures, once untouchable in their power, now facing justice was a powerful symbol of the rule of law. Chief Prosecutor Robert H. Jackson, on loan from his duties as an associate justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, delivered a stirring opening statement that outlined the gravity of the crimes committed and the importance of holding the perpetrators accountable. Jackson's eloquence and moral clarity left an enduring imprint on the proceedings. While the trials brought a measure of justice, they were fraught with challenges. Some defendants, like Goring, used the platform to espouse Nazi ideology. Others, like Albert Speer, managed to escape the death penalty by professing ignorance or minimal involvement in the Holocaust. The discovery of the Wan C conference minutes during the subsequent trials offered undeniable proof of the systematic and state-planned nature of the Holocaust. This evidence, brought to light by prosecutor Robert Kempner, confirmed the breadth and depth of the conspiracy to commit genocide. Despite its limitations, the Nuremberg trials set important precedents. They established the principles of individual accountability for war crimes and crimes against humanity, which continue to guide international law. The trials also paved the way for further efforts to seek justice, including subsequent trials of lower-ranking officials and the creation of the International Criminal Court. The Nuremberg trials and the pursuit of justice for the Holocaust stand as a testament to the international community's commitment to holding perpetrators of atrocities accountable.
they serve as a reminder of the capacity of law and justice to confront even the darkest chapters of human history. Chapter 6 The Legacy of the Wannsee Conference The Holocaust, a human catastrophe of such scale and horror, left an indelible mark on human history. The process of remembering this event, both as a tribute to its victims and a cautionary tale for future generations, has taken diverse forms and continues to evolve. Survivors have been at the forefront of Holocaust remembrance. Individuals like Elie Wiesel and Frank and Primo Levi have shared their experiences through memoirs, speeches, and testimonies. Their voices provide personal, poignant reminders of the human cost of hatred and intolerance. Museums and memorials play a critical role in preserving the memory of the Holocaust. Institutions like the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C., and Yad Vashem in Jerusalem house vast archives of documents, photographs, and artifacts. These establishments invite visitors to engage with the history of the Holocaust and reflect on its lessons. Every year, on January 27, the world observes International Holocaust Remembrance Day, marking the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau, the largest Nazi death camp. This commemoration, officially recognized by the United Nations, encourages reflection, education, and vigilance against ongoing hatred and bigotry. Holocaust education has become an essential part of curricula in many countries. Learning about the Holocaust helps younger generations understand the roots of prejudice, the dangers of unchecked power, and the importance of democratic values. Remembrance also takes the form of artistic representations. Films like Schindler's List and The Pianist have brought the stories of the Holocaust to a wider audience, while literature, music, and visual arts offer other avenues for remembering and reflecting on the Holocaust. However, remembering the Holocaust also involves confronting challenges, including Holocaust denial and distortion. Scholars, educators, and survivors alike have had to fight against misinformation and trivialization of the tragedy. The act of remembering the Holocaust is a collective, ongoing endeavor. It serves as a tribute to the victims, a pledge to survivors, and a warning to future generations. In the face of darkness, it carries the light of truth, resilience, and the shared commitment to a world free from hatred and oppression. The Holocaust, one of the darkest periods in human history, holds profound lessons that remain urgently relevant today. Through the exploration of these lessons, we honor the memory of the victims and strive towards a more humane, empathetic, and just world. The primary lesson of the Holocaust revolves around the perils of hate and intolerance. The Nazi genocide began with words of prejudice and escalated into a state-sanctioned machinery of death. Figures like in Frank and Primo Levi, through their writings, underscore the need for empathy, understanding, and respect for all, regardless of race, religion, or nationality. The value of individual and collective resistance in the face of tyranny is another crucial lesson from the Holocaust. Figures like Jan Karski, a member of the Polish underground who risked his life to convey early reports of the Holocaust to the Allies, exemplify the courage it takes to stand up against evil. Furthermore, 
The role of ordinary individuals in perpetuating or resisting the Holocaust offers a lesson in personal responsibility. Adolf Eichmann, who played a key role in implementing the final solution and claimed he was just following orders, stands as a chilling reminder of Hannah Arendt's concept of the banality of evil. The Holocaust also teaches us about the importance of memory and truth. As Elie Wiesel, a survivor and Nobel laureate, eloquently said, to forget the dead would be akin to killing them a second time. Remembering the Holocaust is not just an act of tribute, but also a safeguard against repetition. Lastly, the Nuremberg trials and the pursuit of justice after the Holocaust underscore the significance of holding individuals accountable for their actions, regardless of their rank or role. The trials also set important legal precedents for the prosecution of war crimes and crimes against humanity. These lessons from the Holocaust extend beyond the historical context, providing timeless insights into human nature and society. They remind us of our shared responsibility to stand up against hate, protect the vulnerable, uphold truth, and pursue justice. They underscore the value of remembering the past to build a better, more humane future. The fight against Holocaust denial and anti-Semitism is an ongoing struggle, an endeavor made more poignant as the number of Holocaust survivors dwindles. The need to remember, educate, and counteract hatred remains a constant challenge and responsibility in today's society. The rise of the internet has, in many ways, exacerbated Holocaust denial. Unscrupulous individuals and groups exploit online platforms to spread falsehoods and distort the truth about the Holocaust. Scholars and organizations, such as the Anti-Defamation League, ADL, are working tirelessly to combat these false narratives and hold tech companies accountable for propagating them. Survivors of the Holocaust, like Elie Wiesel and Simone Weil, have also played significant roles in combating Holocaust denial and anti-Semitism. Their personal testimonies provide undeniable evidence of the atrocities committed, serving as powerful counterarguments to deniers. The international community has taken important steps in this fight. In 2007, the United Nations General Assembly designated January 27 as International Holocaust Remembrance Day. This global observance encourages education about the Holocaust and promotes vigilance against any form of denial. Legal measures have been deployed in several countries to combat Holocaust denial. Laws in Germany, France, and other nations have made it a crime to deny or trivialize the Holocaust, showcasing the severity with which these societies view such acts. The fight against anti-Semitism, unfortunately, is also a continuing struggle. Incidents of hatred and violence against Jews persist across the world, reminding us that the prejudices that fueled the Holocaust have not been fully eradicated. Organizations like the Simon Wiesenthal Center and the ADL work tirelessly to combat anti-Semitism. They engage in advocacy, education, and litigation to protect Jewish communities and ensure that the lessons of the Holocaust are not forgotten. Despite these efforts, the fight against Holocaust denial and anti-Semitism is far from over. It is a challenge that demands collective vigilance, responsibility, and commitment to truth, education, and empathy.
the lessons of the Holocaust and the memory of its victims compel us to ensure that such atrocities never occur again.